Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Charlene. I will never forget July 7th, 1987, when Bob came home so suddenly that I was never even expecting him to come into town to see me. Are you ready for your spouse to come home today? Suddenly, Bob did. I will never forget that Tuesday. I was at work, and I had not heard from Bob on July 4th weekend, so I assumed that his girlfriend and woman he was planning to marry before Easter the following year were together. Bob and I had been seeing each other off and on, and he kept saying he wanted to come home, and then he would pull back his fear of coming home, and the fiery darts in the enemy would try to block his thoughts of reconciling our marriage. I knew we were in a spiritual battle, as it tells us that in Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. Are you putting on the armor of God on you and your family every day, including your husband or wife who are in the far country? Also, may I remind you to put on the hedge of protection and a wall of fire around you all, as in Zephaniah. You need to memorize special scriptures for you When things are happening, you don't have to pick up your phone and call someone to pray for you. Instead, you need to just call on the Lord right now, right immediately, by yourself. Do you know for certain that God created the institution of marriage and he hates divorce? I want you to believe that because when I divorced my husband, I did not really know the scriptures and did not know what the Bible said and believe with all my heart that God hates adultery. God wrote the Ten Commandments for us to know and not do. I knew Bob and I were one flesh, and we had been married 19 years, blessed with three children. So I should have never given up on Bob. I should have not looked at the circumstances. I should have looked and cried out to the Lord and asked him what to do. Instead, I took surveys. Instead, I opened the door and was tempted by the devil to file divorce and show Bob I was not going to take it any longer. Satan has tempted your husband or wife, and they have fallen into sin, just like Bob did. But God can touch and have them have their own Damascus Road experience. Instead, you and I need to desire wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight every day. The Lord wants you and I to grow in the Lord forever. He wants us to be transformed into the husband or wife that God wants us to be. And when your husband or wife come home, they're not coming home to the same person that they left. We all had a part of the failure of our marriage. I blame my husband for the demise of our marriage in all areas. I thought I was the, if you want to say it, perfect wife and mother. But the Lord showed me very quickly my faults. When Bob started playing with fire at work with another woman, I did not seek God and pray for the relationship 
to be severed and destroyed and for the Holy Spirit to help Bob see the truth, the truth that would set him free. I instead allowed the enemy to have me spew out of my mouth the anger and bitterness and hatred that I had toward Bob instead of seeking what God wanted me to do or say regarding these new circumstances in our marriage. That Tuesday at lunchtime, when Bob knocked at my window at the office where I worked, Bob asked me to come out and go have lunch. I told the doctors I would be back as soon as I could, but did not know what was going to happen. When I got into the car, Bob asked me to stop praying for him, and he said that I was tormenting him by my prayers. I knew that was a lie from the enemy. So I sat there and listened. He said he drove two hours to tell me he could not live with the torment. And I knew that was Holy Spirit conviction. He said I had to leave him alone. He could not handle the stress I was putting him under. The funny part was that I was not communicating with Bob unless he called the children or me. I assured Bob that I loved him, but I would never stop praying for him. And I continued to listen to him talking to me, and I zipped my lips. I knew I did not want to interrupt or debate him that day. He had driven two hours. What was God going to do? Then all of a sudden, Bob said, to keep you happy and for you to leave me alone, I will go to the courthouse with you right now and get a marriage license that you can keep in your Bible to know that someday in the future I may come home. Doesn't that sound like so many double-minded prodigal spouses? Like your spouse? Like my husband? So I was thinking, how could he possibly get a license when he's planning to get married to another woman? But I listened. Bob just wanted peace from all the turmoil that he was feeling deep inside. God was putting Bob in a corner to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. But we went to the courthouse, and I pray continuously, asking the Holy Spirit to help me say just the exact right words. So we went to the courthouse and got the license and even had a lady say how exciting it was that we were getting it for us to get remarried. She spoke the truth. You are going to have a July 7th come suddenly, some way, somehow, by God's perfect plan and purpose. And I want you to be ready. I want you to be expecting it, even if it may not be this year. We need to live expecting Jesus Christ to come and take us home any day. We need to be ready, but we need to be ready for our husband or wife to pick up the phone and say, I need help. My car broke down, and it's late at night, and Bob called me, and I had to drive an hour and a half away to go help him. The good news is he didn't call the other woman. Those are the circumstances that are going to happen to you. You may get a call asking for money because they're short money. And what do you do? You ask the Lord. I know I gave Bob a couple of times at least a loan for him to get his bills caught up. 
I had my wedding dress in the closet. I pulled it out, had it cleaned, and was waiting for Bob to come home suddenly, whenever, to have a beautiful celebration of our renewing of our wedding vows for all the church to celebrate that the prodigal had come home. Did it happen that way? No. Let me continue my story. Then Bob took me to his new favorite restaurant, which I learned was the other woman's favorite place in an expensive area of Fort Lauderdale that I had never gone to. And as I left the table for a few minutes, the Holy Spirit did his work when Bob was sitting there at the table alone. Like never before, he heard the Lord speak to him. You made the biggest mistake of your life by leaving your wife. You need to remarry her now and go home today. He was shaking when I got back, and I knew something had happened. And he said, sit down. I must talk to you. Listen to me. And I was shocked, the words he said. But I was praising the Lord in my heart and mind. I kept celebrating and thinking, this is really happening. I can't believe it. There's not anybody to enjoy this miracle that's happening but me right here now. I was so excited. I cannot tell you how excited I was, how nervous I was. Here it was. God was doing a miracle I had been praying for for a season. And I never knew all the promises the Lord had given me in the word that it was going to be this day. He wanted me to trust him, stand on the promises, pray faithfully, and wait for his timing. And that's all I can say to you today. You must trust the Lord and believe that what God has spoken to you will come to pass. Don't give up because of circumstances. I had no evidence at all that Bob was going to come home suddenly that day. I want you to understand that so strongly because your suddenly can happen at any time in any way so different than we plan it. Bob told me to call our pastor who had encouraged me to divorce Bob due to his unfaithfulness and ask him if he could remarry us in his office that very afternoon. I remember mentioning ever so briefly that I had dreamed of wearing my wedding dress and I would love to have us have a celebration in the church sanctuary. And Bob said, no, I can't do that. So I immediately dropped the church wedding subject. I felt I had to be obedient to the Lord's will and way of what he was orchestrating that very moment. I found out the pastor was at lunch, so I left a message with the secretary saying, just tell him my miracle is happening. And I told her that we would be there around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I knew then, at that moment, even if we didn't even get married that afternoon, he could talk to us and counsel us. God had a purpose that I could not even begin to imagine. Two of our children were able to come to meet us at the church, and Tim, our oldest, was at work and could not get off. 
When Lori and Tom came in, they were very surprised to see their father sitting in the pastor's office. And we explained what happened and that their dad wanted to come back home today. Our pastor talked to us, we prayed, and then he married us. After our remarriage that afternoon, we went immediately to Bob's parents' home. And Bob walked in and was holding my hand. And he said to his mom, guess what we did this afternoon? And his mother's response was, you got married. I was stunned. I was shocked. Here was this woman who never really talked or acted like she believed what I had been saying But she did believe all the words in the scriptures I shared with them. She did believe, and I didn't know she was believing. And that day, that very afternoon, she had the Lord speak to her that we got married. And we were ecstatic. We're all celebrating. God works things out so awesomely when we do not even know what he's doing ahead of the time. When we got to the church office, I called our doctors and told them that I was getting remarried that afternoon and I wouldn't be coming back. But the doctor insisted and said, we're going to get a cake and we're going to celebrate. So come at 5 p.m. when we're closing and we'll give you a little wedding reception. And that's what our doctors did for us. Imagine God even cared about us having a small wedding reception at the doctor's office with the doctors and girls who I had been saying I had made a horrible mistake divorcing Bob and that I was praying for him to come back home. And they got to see it that very afternoon. God was showing the doctors and the staff the power of God. Right after that reception, we called everybody and we planned a dinner to go and celebrate with a few members of our family. But that night later, around 9 o'clock exactly, Bob came to me and he said, I need to call the other woman and tell her what I've done and I need to explain what happened. So I said, okay, let's go in the bedroom and do it. And he looked at me and he goes, no, this is a discussion I have to deal with privately. And all of a sudden... I could feel jealousy come riling up in my heart. And I got scared and I said, what if she convinces him to go back home to the other house, to her? And the Lord spoke to me, let go and let me deal with this. And that was the beginning of the marriage restoration process where I had to trust God for all that he was going to do in changing Bob and working on our marriage to make it all that he wanted it to be. So we have to understand that when God brings our husbands and wives home, we have to let God be in control and not worry about where they're going, what they're doing, because they brought them home. And God knows everything about all of us, and we need to trust him completely. You know, this isn't just a story of a marriage being restored. This is a miracle and proof that God can do anything, that nothing, no one with their circumstances is too difficult for the Lord to touch their heart and heart and transform them into a new creature in Christ. Never doubt 
that the Lord can do this for you. So I want you to know that when I celebrate our remarriage, as I always do every year, July 7th, and I buy myself a dozen red roses that Bob always gave me on our anniversary, I always remember that the Lord brought him home suddenly for a plan and a purpose far greater than we could ever begin to imagine. You must continue to pray and never give up and don't allow the circumstances to defeat you. But may I ask you as a closing, are you choosing to ask the Lord to transform you now? Are you asking the Lord to give you both a pure heart? Are you choosing to forgive your spouse and that other person every day for everything that you don't even know about? One thing I know, I could not ask Bob that night or the next day or any other days what he had done in his past. There are scriptures that tell us we need to trust the Lord and forget the past. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. I'm jumping down to verse 25. It says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. There are so many marvelous scriptures in the Bible. That is why we do our daily devotionals. And I pray you read them every day. Or if you're behind on a Saturday or a Sunday, get caught up. Because you need to understand the power of the word of God and the promises that are in the Bible. When I was standing, I asked the Lord, how did he see Bob? Because I saw him as very unfaithful and unchristlike. And I opened up my Bible, and it opened up to Luke 1, and my eyes went to verse 15. And it says, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And I laughed. I laughed out loud when I read it. And I said, how can that ever happen for what he is doing now and has done? And my eyes went down further on the page to verse 37, and it said, for nothing is impossible with God. And the Lord just that one day gave me a personal Damascus Road experience of saying, I've got a plan and a purpose for you and your marriage, and you have got to believe what I'm saying to you and speaking to you, regardless of any other people, what they say, or regardless of what Bob or what he does to get to this point of restoration. The last scripture he gave me that very night and evening, which I'll never forget personally, was Luke 145. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. That's my scripture for you today. What has the Lord spoken to you? Believe it. And believe what the Lord has said to you will be accomplished. But you must stay close to the Lord. You must be obedient, and you need to pray for your husband or wife to be obedient and turn from the darkness, to open their eyes, their ears, and soften that heart of stone, and keep praying and believing. 
that God is in the midst of doing many miracles that you cannot see on the other side of that mountain. I am so excited when July comes because it reminds me of all that we have been praying for for you and for everyone else, that God does do miracles of marriage restoration. I could tell you right now that there is a couple in another state that I got a call from just this last week that I've known for many years, and her husband is coming out of a non-covenant marriage, and they're seeing each other every day. God is a God of miracles, and his timing is perfect. We just must walk in faith and believe and trust in God, into God's plan, not ours. So I close today to say, don't give up. Believe in the mighty God. Believe the Lord for what he has already shown you. He may have just shown you a covenant transport truck one time, but now go into the word and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me promises. Ask him questions. Write them down. And then write down the answers and stand firm. Because the Lord loves you. He loves your husband or wife more than you. And he wants those children that you have to grow up and see their mom and dad back together again. He wants those children to have a mom and dad or a grandpa and grandma together forever. Yes, they may be having troubles believing also. And they may turn to become angry or atheist or agnostic. Don't give up. Now you got another prodigal to pray for. Stand firm and fight the fight. I love you so much, and I just want you to believe what the Lord did for me so many years ago. He wants me to proclaim for you to believe for you today. Have a great day, and be blessed. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org. And help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.